Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Coming live from the basketball mecca that is Hanoi, Vietnam. Guy It's time. No, no, wait. We just got to clarify. I'm not there. You are. No one cares about you, mate. Okay. It's time for the Advanced Analytics Podcast. Welcome to the show. I'm bringing the energy. Poor, useless, as per usual. Hello? 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 You you got to talk. No, well, what what am I supposed to say? Don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> or no, I'm not useless. I'm I'm a competent functioning member of society. Okay, time out. Uh I can't be certain cuz guys recording this in um Hanoi, but it sounds to me like maybe he's he's plugged his mic in. He's got like a special travel USB mic, but um, I think maybe he hasn't switched it on or whatever, and he's he's just recording through his built-in laptop microphone. I can't be certain, but I'm going to throw that out there as a as an allegation. So I just wanted to apologise on his behalf and on behalf of the podcast. I still think it's a good episode. Uh, so if you can put up with his voice just sounding not great, um, then then please do because it's it's actually it's much better than the last episode it's it's quite a good one okay time in banter oh with the lads oh the chemistry you can with brothers what's what's going to happen next who knows anything's possible oh it's crazy bit of banter i'm a kind of i'm quite a cool guy probably have a beer after this probably not actually i don't actually drink um we're going to change the dynamic of the podcast today paul's going to host I'm the host. I, I never knew I wasn't one of the co-hosts, but no, 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 no. But like, you're no, you're always been one of the co-hosts. But like, you're going to be like the the anchor, the person who drives the show along, and you also um, made the sheet. I made the Google document. Yeah, you made the Google doc, and all you put in there was that um, the Rockets are doing well and um, Russell Westbrook. Yeah. You also put in Magic Mayhem. Paul will do, and. Um, Fantasy Forest, Paul will do. That's all you did. You know, I chose a different font. And then yeah, you, the font doesn't matter. You came in and you just started Are you doing, a real person? You, or? you came in. No, listen, hear me out. I had a clear thing and I had like the titles and bold and stuff. You're like a parody and of a person. you came in with just Ariel again. No, I didn't mean to. I was copy pasting. Um, coming up in the podcast though, we also have a guy I've been thinking, which is so smart. I'm actually excited to say out loud and record and we've also got like someone should make a book of all the great guy i've been thinking i've been contributing to the world so far and it's a shame this podcast isn't more listened to because they should go out in the world recommend it to your friends by the way advanced Analytics podcast what a podcast we've also got emails back and we've got some ripper emails including paul's got a fan what don't worry just start the podcast but i've got a fan just we'll, we'll get to it okay there's a little treat if I do well hosting, I can hear about my fan. 
No, but even if you do, even if you do bad, we're still going to p- talk about your fan. Like it's just part of the rundown now. Wow. Well, I'm excited. What a treat. Um. Okay. So the first topic on the list. No, we're going to tease week in review. Okay, we're coming into the first segment, and it is week in review. Week in review. Welcome to the first segment. Week in review. Boy, oh boy, the Rockets are back. They've gone 10-1 and one over their last 11 games. James Harden is balling out of his mind. He's putting up crazy numbers. He's averaging like 40 points a game. And he joins Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant as the only players to put up at least 400 points in a 10-game stretch in the last 30 years. Guy? Yeah, it's, it's really, really impressive um, uh, because they're also beating good teams, as I've been yes. beating on about this year, like strength of schedule is so important. But they've beaten pretty much anyone who's worth beating, and they've been doing it without Chris Paul, who has been terrible this year. Like, maybe it's a blessing in disguise that he sits on the sideline and, like, thinks about what he's done. But um, my favorite moment of this tear from James Harden is when he was asked if he should be in the uh, MVP race. And I don't have the audio clip because I'm in Hanoi, but I can give you the um, the quote, which was James Harden said, of course I should be in the conversation. I receive a lot of hate, but it won't stop me going out there and killing every single night being the dog that I am. Yeah, it's a good quote. What a great quote. And then he said, um, and then I, I can't remember what the next follow-up was, but it was something really arrogant, like, and I'm going to take it home again this year or something like that. Like, it was just... Yes. I love that he called himself a dog. I love that he addressed the hate. Um, Today yeah, he, he I, hit two crazy threes to end the, like the half. One of 28 them, points in the half. Yes. And Who we, was he playing though? I, d- I didn't watch the game. I couldn't say. I honestly couldn't say. I just watched the clip as well. Uh, you can't remember. Just can you remember the color of the uniform? Of the I'm going to say he was playing the Mavericks, but I don't think he was. No, I think it was the Mavericks. Um he is worth the hype. The the haters. He was playing the Memphis sc- Grizzlies, and they won he's by ki- twelve points. He's kind of screwed because um, last year was his chance, right? They came so close to beating the Warriors, and unfortunately, they didn't. And I mean, who knows? Maybe they get back this year. Their team looks noticeably worse, even though they're they're getting it back together. I think Ariza, um, Trevor Ariza was underrated as a member of that team yeah even even just having ryan anderson and stuff i know okay maybe not maybe he didn't play much in the i think trevor ariza is underrated in the nba and he's sadly now stuck in the the cesspit of um washington which leads us nicely into our next section i think yeah john wall got injured and i think is out for the season thoughts i don't want to advocate the I don't advocate murder, all right? Yes. And I've come close to advocating on this podcast many times before. Yes. But I think that you know how when they, um, uh, at the end of a horse race, when a horse gets injured, they shoot the horse? Yes. And they should shoot the players. Turn it into glow. Yeah. So you're saying John Wall should be glow. I sh- I'm not saying necessarily glue because I don't think it'd make a very good glue. Um, but I'm, I reckon just like to end the misery, they should shoot John Wall. Um, and I say, you, yeah, 
I'm going to take the opposite end of the spectrum. I'm going to say that yeah, they, as you should. They shouldn't even shoot the horses. <laughs> okay. So here's my question, though, and debunk this. If they did shoot John Wall after his injury, mm. who would that be bad for? John Wall. Okay, that, that was a strong argument. John Wall, it would be bad for him. But besides that, John it'd be Wall's a win-win that, for everyone. Uh, mum, probably. Besides John Wall and his immediate family, Washington would be happy because they're huge, out of his contract. Yeah, a huge win for Washington. Huge win for the NBA in general. They don't have to hear about John Wall anymore. Um, Washington can move forward. Uh, yeah, it's just a great move for everyone, really. Uh, I'm going to say bad for John Wall, though. Yeah, no, it, I definitely, I've acknowledged that. That it would be bad for I think, John Wall. I think it couldn't get much worse for John Wall. So they almost want to shoot him like, if they were going to shoot him, like, I, I, as I said, I don't advocate murder, but if they did shoot him in the league like a career-ending injury, let's look yes. at that scenario. That way, the um, they could write off his salary as like um, injured reserve or and claim insurance on it. Oh, I guess they couldn't claim insurance if they did the shooting. But if they could make the shooting look like some sort of accident, like shootings happen in America all the time, like yes. taking to a school. I think there. I think there's an easier way to do it without involving guns. Um, and I know Washington. I don't think I don't at this point. I don't see any non-gun related options. Washington does have a history with guns, the Wizards. But yeah. I will say this: I'm thinking kind of a Jay Williams situation, where I don't think John. I would, okay, I'm going to come out and say I'm a John Wall hater. I don't rate him. Yeah. I don't rate him. And I'm going to say this: he's he's like injury prone, right? Yeah. But as well as that, I think it comes back to him. Like, fast rewind back to the start of the season, the off season, and he was like getting memed because he looked so terrible. He was like yeah. chubby. His hair was like <laughs> was like all over the place, and he had like this horrible beard. He looked homeless, but not yeah. really. He looked like homeless who was eating a lot and yeah. was not exercising. He's gotten yeah. like worse at shooting, I think, progressively. AKA, yeah. he just like doesn't practice. And I'm pretty sure there's yeah. this video from like very recently of him just like going to the club and stuff. And yeah. um, and I don't like Stephen A. Smith, but I think he maybe was saying similar stuff. I don't, I'm, I didn't get it from him, but I just I googled. Well, it sounds now like you did get it exactly from him. Like, why did you even bring him out? Uh, because when I googled, because I wanted to look at the photos of um him looking homeless, and then I saw Stephen A. Smith saying the same thing I was planning to say about hitting the club. And then, um, but anyway, what was I even talking about? Oh, yeah. I'm saying I don't think he's the brightest guy. Like, he's a bit of a party animal kind of. So yeah. just, you know, give him a moped. Tell him Seem to, bu- tell him to, to use it to when he's going home from the club. Yeah. Get him injured that way. Well, because that would be one that like gets him out of his contract, right? You don't have to pay. Like, yeah. Because when Jay Williams, oh, I get it. So you don't have to pay him. Oh, no, I like, like it. Because when John Will- Jay Williams got hurt on a motorbike, right, or something, quad bike, yeah, and that was in breach of his contract. Yeah. So Chicago were like, "You've broken your contract. Yeah, you're done, and we don't have to give you anything." And I think not maybe a bi- not a bad idea. I'm still keen for the old shooting people option, but um, yeah. I like that you've repeatedly to... said you're not advocating murder and then you just follow it up by just 
um, literally just advocating for murder. Advocating a bit of murder. All right. I'm going to say I am, I'm not advocating much murder, but just a little bit of murder. Um, John Wall, though, now's a good time from his perspective. Let's spin it around now because we've been advocating for the wizard so far. From his mm. perspective, step number one, buy some sort of armored vest. I'd recommend that. But mm. also um, maybe buy a gun too and shoot the wizards before they shoot you. No, um, he should do like a mental health awareness video. Like whenever you're bad, that's the perfect solution is to like do like a video about like and I, I, I don't I hate to be that person who's like, hey, maybe he's going through some tough times. But athletes are just real people and he does seem like a guy who is like not having a good time in his life. Like, you know, seems like kind of self destructive towards the team and um probably needs some sort of help with a sports psychologist. There's a number of players who just don't want to play professional basketball. Like, you get forced to do it against your will because you're so goddamn talented. Like, that guy is a super athlete. But, um, yeah, it's just, a, it's just a shame where he's ended up. And probably, he probably needs a year off basketball to get his head straight. And maybe an injury and a surgery is the best way to do it. And probably from all, all teams' perspective, um, I feel like it's... We've worked it in a roundabout way, but I'm like, actually, like, this injury and surgery is probably, you know, the best thing that could happen to all teams. And, hey, yeah. let's hope the best for him. Oh, but, I um, so I was going to shoot prediction, him like, Let's hope the best for next year. Prediction, Washington gets significantly better without him. I looked up who their backup point guards are, and they got rid of Austin Rivers. And so they had some guys I hadn't really heard of, like some European white guy. And um, uh, Thomas Sataronsky, I think. And I can't even remember who the third Sataransky. one was. Sataransky. Yeah. And I can't even remember who the third guy was. But prediction, they get significantly better without him. Um, right, Otto Porter's out, though, and they need him back because I rate him a lot. But they've li- they literally went 11 and 21 with John Wall, which is p- appalling, really. It's like nearly double your losses over your wins but um and like do you know when i don't go for runs for ages like i got back from a whole like three months of traveling and i hadn't been running that much and then yeah. you go running and then like you you feel so much more injury prone like to, to opposed to like now when i'd be like in quite good shape or not well yeah. a lot better like, um like if, if if you if you are regularly exercising as opposed to yeah yeah it just stops you from getting injured so i think yeah, he's got himself to blame a bit. Yeah, oh, absolutely. But um, as I said, like he could be going through a tough time psychologically. Clearly, not loving his basketball. He should probably get traded, but he signed the contract now, so he's stuck there for life. Um, Qu- yeah. What's next? Um, quickly move on to uh, another point guard who I'm not that high on, but a lot of people love Russell Westbrook. Uh, it's not a big story, but he just had a shocking game. I think yesterday. Um, against the Dallas Mavericks, where he shot four from 22. Uh, one, he only hit one jump shot out of, like, uh, how many? 19 jump shots. He was one and 18 misses. Zero, zero and from eight three-pointers. I'm pretty sure he made three other shots that weren't jumpers, and they were all dunks. I think he yeah. shot, I can't remember his free-throw shooting, but it was horrible. Five turnovers. And... Um, and they lost. Or not even that. He, With 40 seconds to go, he pulled up a mid-range jumper, which he had been bricking all day, missed it. Then on the other end, he did this weird kind of thing where he 
he kind of did a switch, but then left the man to go back to his man. He gave up a layup, basically. And then he came down and then he missed again on a three to win the game. Uh, and yeah, that's really the story is just, he had an absolute shocker. And I think he's, he did, he did, he's he having, did bounce, but yeah. Or well, he, he had a good game today, I think, but he's been bad. I think from the, he, 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 he bounced back, but yeah, losing to the um, Mavs is also bad. So funny. The Mavs can't win away from home. Yeah. It's, re- like it's quite one weird. Win out of Dallas the whole season. It's really peculiar. You got to think like, what, what is that? It's really weird. Um, well, well, maybe um, like relying on Doncic. Like, is Doncic playing? What's he? How's he? Like rookies, and r- basically in the playoffs, it's well known that bench players and like role players play way better at home. They play away. It's probably the same for rookies. Like, it's it's kind of a sign of an elite mm. player that you can play well home and away. And they're a team of like you know role players and Luka Don. You know, like it's it's fair to say that there's a good chance that those guys could be very susceptible to home and away crowd. I guess. Yeah, right. Your um, bets are looking bad. Like, me, w- yeah, I'll praise you for this so I can now criticize you. Memphis and Dallas are out of the running, and Memphis is also looking shaky, unfortunately. Yeah, not out of the running, but... Paul bet $50 on Memphis and Dallas both. Okay, this playoffs, is by the way. incredible. So, Russell Westbrook is shooting 62% on the season from three throws. That's bad. Yeah. 62%. Yeah, it's really bad, yeah. That's so bad. He's a player gets the line quite a lot, isn't he? I yeah well that's the thing he should be like if he was good at free throws you think he'd just be able to attack the room and get um get there all day but uh what was I going to say I was going to say this oh someone had an interesting theory that um so he's only 10% better than Andre Drummond who's gotten better I think oh no wait let's see um the interesting would be DeAndre Jordan because he was famously bad and this season, he is shooting 70%. So he's 8% better than Russell Westbrook. But um, and in a game like that where it ends up being a two-point game because they were playing each other, it makes all the difference. You've been doing good hosting, i got to admit. But, um, Too many been, numbers. No, 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 no. You've just gone, you've just gone a bit – you've just got to introduce a Seymour to just – your hatred of Russell Westbrook, who otherwise is playing pretty well. It's no, just, it's clouded no but here's a theory. Anger leads to hate. He, hate leads to pain. He had to change his... Pain leads to the dark side. He had to change his free... His, so his free throw shooting, I think, has gotten way worse this season. I might be wrong. Um, but he had to change his um, routine because he used to shoot it and then like walk right back to almost halfway between them. But yeah. now he'll get a delay of game for that, and probably rightly so. Like that's taking, that's doing, that's taking a purse. It is. Um, what about? Do you think Jason Kidd will get a delay of game for when he used to wrap the ball around his body three times and then blow a kiss to the rim? Uh, I'd like to hope not. That was so weird. He did that. Like, um, bring back. I feel like those days of like kind of guys like bringing stuff like that. that that's Kind of a pickup basketball thing to do to professional basketball. Bring that back, I reckon. Um, uh, here's a good question: Who do you think have got the yeah. top three records in the um, NBA right now? Uh, I I know I oh, it'll be in the East. It'll be the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, I know the top in the West is the Denver Nuggets, but they I might. Said, you said in the yeah. league, okay? I'll say not the Denver Nuggets. 
I'll say three teams in the East, and I'll say the Raptors. I'll say yeah. the second. Are they second? Yeah. Okay, I'll say first the Bucks. Yeah. And third, the Boston Celtics. Pacers. Ah, okay. Now, Pacers' schedule has been uh, ridiculous, but like no one's talking about them. Like mm. oh, ridiculously easy, I mean. Like the only team playing in the East is such an advantage. They were the only team in 2018 to not lose three times in a row. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's cool to see them hanging in because they they wavered a bit to start, so it's nice to see them back there. That stat um, I just said might have been wrong as well. It was something like that. Oh, I can't remember. Um, but. I don't know. One I thing know. I want to bring up is just, I just saw an NBA Reddit, people are hating on the refs so, so much. And I, it, it frustrates me a little bit because don't get me wrong, I'm sure the refing probably could get better. I'm sure they're probably working to get better. But I think everyone who hates on the ref needs to give, needs to give refing a go. It's very hard. Because it is so hard. And it just, it just frustrates me a little bit because, yeah, the um, refs do make constant bad calls but like they're doing something that's like literally basically impossible like to make the right call on so many shots and like you try and you try and judge like where the where the ball's gone on from what the you know you know like yeah. i often would make calls based on like the result like if the player got up a good shot well i'm like there's no foul there that's like the people always think lebron suffers from that that he gets fouled but he's so strong that he manages to get a good finish and so people think um it w- wasn't a foul but like I just yeah, just, I just it just kind of frustrates me if also, if, if anyone else had tried to ref under thirteen um, basketball in Nelson, you'd know how tough it is. And also, like besides the real obvious fouls, it's yeah, it's tricky. Also, sometimes the the mob mentality on NBA Reddit on calls, yeah. I feel like sometimes they just get it so wrong. So there was one, and it was like Joke um, Nikola Jokic a couple of days ago got ejected against the Clippers in the third quarter. The Nuggets were down eleven. And he got called for a foul where he kind of jumped trying to get an intercept. He missed it. Uh, March and Gortat caught it down the baseline, kind of like is is going to go up. And he does kind of push him quite lightly, but it's just like a two-hand kind of on the body kind of push towards the baseline. And March and Gortat does flop a bit, falls over. Um, Jokic gets called for a foul. And so it's like it's probably okay for him to be a little upset because it was a it was a soft foul. Yeah. He turns to the ref, walks aggressively towards him, um, throwing his finger in his face, yelling repeatedly, "If you, if you, <laughs> if you," he yeah. gets instantly ejected. I say, fair enough. Like, yeah. you can't do that. Yeah. Everyone was complaining about it and being like, yeah. this is the softest ejection I've ever seen. I'm like, you can literally hear him through the, he's, <laughs> he should get fined for swearing on like the broadcast as well, <laughs> like on yeah. TV. Cause you can literally yeah. just hear him yelling F you yeah. at the ref storming towards him. If that's not an instant ejection, like charging yeah. the ref while yelling F you, then I don't know what it is. Oh, football's the craziest one. They do that once they touch the ref. They're um, they're they're instant red card. But football players, the hate they give to the refs and the way it's warranted is it's amazing. Mm. Refs well, and should, stuff don't get. You shouldn't be allowed to touch a ref. I think I think that's fair. Instant ejection. You should be allowed to. No, you shouldn't. I don't think. 
Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. But like, yeah, right, right, so, right. so the players know that they're not allowed to touch them, but they do everything but. Like, they get right up in the face and they yeah, scream. Yeah, yeah. And like, it's different because the crowd's so loud, it would be harder to hear. But yeah, just like physical intimidation and hate is like, yeah, it's just like, don't get me wrong, I don't think the rest are doing a stand-up job. But, and they've, they've missed a lot of, they've blown a lot of bad calls. But I'm just saying, that's just bound to happen until we get computer riffing algorithms, which will probably be even worse because they'll they'll have problems judging the human aspect. Anyway, let's move on to the next thing. Okay, we're going to move in to the fantasy forest. Woohoo! Um, so welcome. It's misty. It's a misty evening in the fantasy forest. You can hear the sound of crickets and frogs. And I just saw a um. A man with the body of a horse. Yes, a centaur. No, not a centaur. I said a man with the body of a horse. So it's got a head, human, a man's head on just a horse, the rest of his oh, horse. Oh, so he's like... Okay. A centaur is rubbish. It doesn't make sense. It's a man with a four-leg horse. Like, a horse's body is the bit between the legs. Yeah. And so it's just got a horse's so you're neck. upset because it's got a double body. It's got like a human body... Yeah, and, and too many body. legs and arms. Like, so it's just got a human head on a furry horse's neck okay. down to a horse's body. Yeah. Well, don't get angry. I didn't see it. Okay, I was looking. I was too busy yeah. staring up at these weird, there's like glow worms, but they're in the trees and they're like fairy lights. So it's a magical place in wow. the fantasy forest. Come wow. sit on this toadstool a minute while I light up my pipe. Don't smoke, kids. He's smoking um, marijuana. Um. Uh. Okay. Uh. Look on the run sheet. You wrote fantasy forest. You put it as the first thing after we can review, and you yeah. wrote poor will do. And I'm I'm about to do when I think of what to say. Okay, it's time to speak, and here's what I'm going to say. It's been a tough time for my fantasy team. I've lost three weeks in a row, I think. But here's the thing: I've had five. Three pl- weeks. I've lost. I've had five players injured, so I'm actually doing well. I'm still second on the table, but um, have I lost three weeks or two weeks in a row? How many injuries? Uh, Otto Porter Jr., aka like the inspirational leader of the team, Gary yeah. Harris, uh, Nikola Mirotic, Javale McGee. Uh, someone's just come back. Or oh, Robert Covington was out for a little bit. Someone else was injured for a bit. It's been crazy. But, um, yeah. Muratich so is I, a player with bad defensive uh, injury propensity, though. Okay. Um, and then, anyway, so I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting pretty because I'm still in second place, despite this horrible run of injuries. But here's what I'm going to say. I want, I'd like to give some tips to anyone out there listening. Um, this is my process that I go through every Monday night after each week matchup finishes. I head over to a little Word document on my computer called Fantasy Player Reports. And here I have a bunch of tables that I make. And here's, here's what I do. I have every player I have in a, in a little table. What, I, table what, what app have you used to make the tables? Uh, pages. Just Apple Pages. Not Excel? Nah. Okay. I don't, I've never used Excel. I don't like it. I can imagine. Yeah, keep going. Um, okay, so I go to... Uh, this, is the, this is the secret weapon for me. And I hope no one from my league is listening to this. 
I go to a website called basketballmonster.com, I think. Uh, These are good tips. This is juicy. Yeah, basketballmonster.com. And I love this website. You go to tools, you go to player rankings is the thing that I love. And here I've got a bunch of... I've gotten really into the punting categories. So you can do everything. You can ch- you can limit the time period. You can choose like just certain teams to look at. You can even look at like just their home stats and away stats. That would be interesting to look at um, Dallas's maybe. I could do that yeah. maybe next week. Um, yeah. But my team, I never really play for points because I think most te- players overlook at points. So I, I basically always will punt points. And I'm not a big fan. That I'm, I usually don't do assists either. I have a very team that's light in point guards. And so, like, my first list is just no assists and no points. And so I'll punt both of those. So it just takes them out of the picture, basically. And yeah. then it'll re-jumble. Because currently, when you just open it, all the players are just listed from 1 to 1,000, whatever. Your and players or just players in the NBA? Well, just every player in the NBA is. Like, this is yeah. when you open the player rankings. So then I'll I'll get rid of that and then I'll re-jump, reshuffle it and like suddenly Robert Covington leaps up and he with with those two things so he's on my team he's suddenly fourth and he so his punt in the whole NBA yes he gets a plus twenty five from the punting and he jumps up to fourth and that's that's how I like Javale McGee who's on my team he jumps up to tenth. And it's just this like, is a really interesting window into your basketball philosophy as well because the other week when you were talking about how great DJ Augustine was, you were yes. like, if you take away the statistics, yes. rebounds, points, and assists, yes, and he's this the is the best player in the NBA. Yes, the, I, and I, I enjoy doing this because I always think people do get over caught up in points and stuff. So oh, like, absolutely! Look so at like, James Harden's whole life. Like even John Wall. If so, if I do nothing right now, I've got the Wizards lined up. So yeah. Beal, Bradley Beal was 20th, Otto Porter 44, John Wall 54. So those were their top three players. And then yeah. Trevor Ariza, who's only recently gone there, 71. Okay. So now, I mean, already John Lowe, that's not very high, 54. Okay. Yeah. You punt points. John Wall drops to 94. And suddenly Otto Porter, one of my favorite fantasy player, he becomes their most valuable player. He jumps up to 32. Then you punt assists. Bradley, uh, sorry, John Wall has now dropped to 301. His punt plus is minus 50. Otto Porter has jumped up to number 22. He's a plus 20. Bradley Beal's yeah. still all good. But so that's why I don't argue- rate someone like John Wall, and that's why I don't really rate someone like Russell Westbrook. No, 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 no. But, but, what, but when, I, when I listen to this, I'm like, um, yeah, that, that works great in terms of saying John Wall and Russell Westbrook, they're bad fantasy players. Mm. Um, but that doesn't explain their bad basketball players. I reckon it kind of does because points and assists are very important. Yes, yes, but it it does say something about percentages, turnovers, and the, the defensive stats. Hmm. Yeah, the the, the I uh, think the po- I think points and and, and I, yeah, I think points and assists can be fool's goal a little bit. Yeah, and oh, no, rebounds and, no, even, in, fantasy, so. in, in fantasy they can. Oh no, I totally agree with you up until the point I'm just like you're blurring the lines between a good fantasy player and yeah. a good player in real life. Like like points the the, the objective of Basel is to sc- still score points, but you you're right in terms of saying like if you can't score them efficiently then you're not a good Basel player, you're D'Angelo Russell kind of thing. 
All right, I'm not. I'm not out here going to disrespect D'Angelo Russell. Well, I was just trying to think of an example of a player whose stock is dropping, even though he might seem to to a, a punter to have like a an obvious high side. I'm just I'm just showing right. you Austin um, Rivers, Carmelo Anthony, like those okay, guys. I'll, who I'd like in, to. I actually feel yeah. like I have said too much about my fantasy techniques, but um. So I appreciate th- it. These this are is my a horrible signal the, without it, and these, it was, that was bloody good. The, there was no, I, just, I just wanted to finish like my little word doc real quick. So I've got no points and no, and so I rank every player like that, and each week I'll change the order depending on where a player goes, and if they're in the top, if they're ranked fifty or less, they're green. If they're fifty to sixty, they're yellow. If they're below sixty, they're red. And then I'll do. I've got one that's no assists. Then I've got one that's just for big men kind of stat. So it's rebounds, blocks, percentages, and turnovers. And then I've got the opposite of that, which I consider my guard slash wing stats. And they're threes, steals, percentages, and turnovers. And then I have the, it's just called the Paul rating. And it's like the, the graph at the bottom. And it's basically just ranking them in value for my team. So I combine their ranking on every, all four, four or five of those tables combine that for one score and so I can kind of see just my most valuable player is Robert Covington and my least wow. valuable current is Eric Bledsoe and that's, oh, that's, really, that's, that's really interesting that's really cool mm. um, just just go you, you're punting points and assists yeah um, does that mean that you've got a team of mainly forwards and centers uh, I have a lot yes but I so like high shooting percentage guys um, who get rebounds. Yes, but my dream players are actually guys... So Otto Porter is basically my dream player, a guy who can shoot really well from the outside, but then will also get defensive stats and rebounds. So he'll get yeah. like steals and stuff. But um, I've got a few guys underperforming because I, I like to be good at three-point shooting. But mm. So the players I do avoid, yeah, are mainly point guards. Like, I only have two point guards. One's Eric Bledsoe and the other's Josh Richardson, who's not even a point guard, but... Just for some reason, in fantasy, he's allowed to be a point guard. And, yeah, that's the end of that sentence. Is it hilarious that um, you yourself in real life are a bit of a point guard who doesn't shoot well from three? Yeah. Oh, I would avoid myself in fantasy. <laughs> for sure. Um, time now for Guy Been Thinking. That was great fantasy for us, by the way. Oh, it was too long. It? Yeah, let's get out of it. That was good. Bit. There was a lot of good stuff in there. Let's get out it of was here. long but interesting. Gap in th- Speaking of long but interesting, I'm excited about this. It's Gap in Thinking. Gap in Thinking. This is really in need of a um, stint, or if you could just get that done. Even if we don't, we can just play I've been thinking. Like, we don't even have to change it. Gap in Thinking. Gap in Thinking. Gap in Thinking. And Guy have come up with something. Gap in Thinking. Okay, so I was watching a very short YouTube video about La Masia. I can't speak Spanish. I don't know how it's called. La, La Masia. It's the um, Barcelona football team's academy. Okay. And basically what they do is they recruit players from as young as eight years old. They yes. take them away from their parents and put them in a Hogwarts-style football academy where they learn, They go to school still, but they mainly focus, mainly focus on football skills. Right. They learn the Barcelona style, which is famously known as ticker tacker, which is like it's like fanging the ball around the perimeter. Um, it's yeah, it's it's like like what the Golden State Warriors used to do, like what the Spurs used to do, 
Like um, they play a style of football where you shear you shear the ball around very quickly and maintain position. Like the ball is really important. Yes, how they I play. That that's how I play. Eight years old. That's yeah. how I play FIFA. Yeah, lots of quick. Well, passes. mainly just mashing the pass button, right? Well, a little bit, yeah. This academy, La Masia, is so successful. It basically has produced names such as um, Ines. Iniesta, um, Xavi, Sergio Basquets, like all the players Messi, from this. Right? Pardon? Messi? And he was, I was going to do that as like a trick question afterwards because he's not actually okay. Spanish, he's Argentinian. But basically every oh, yes, player. But, but he went, he went, he was like a kid playing for Barcelona, was he not? Yeah, yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to get there. Okay, okay. Every, every player from the um, uh, Spanish team that won the 2012 World Cup like they had like a, a like a strong Barcelona basis. They still had some Real Madrid players as well, but like mainly Barcelona and like core. That team that won the World Cup was like all from the same school and had gone there since kids. And there was also one very famous non-Spanish player who went to La Masia. Can you guess who that was? Lionel Messi. Yeah, Messi. Yeah, we got there. <laughs> um, no, but. This is such an amazing thing. France is all. Paul, you pointed out to me one time that France has this as well. Yes, Clairefontaine. They have this amazing like castle. Like the Barcelona one's cool. It was like a farmhouse, but the 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 Spanish one is like a a mansion in a forest, and it's where the men's the team French one. They mean. just won. They they just won the World Cup this year, and um, players like Mbappe and like, other like the the biggest yes, names. I'm obsessed probably with. Probably went through there. I'm obsessed with the the French one, Clairefontaine. It's so cool. It's very um, cool. I really want to go there. It even underrated. has it even has this big like um, I almost assume it's from from '98 maybe because um, uh, it's like this big retro statue of the World Cup, just like in this one little like next to this one like pathway going down just in the middle of the grass. Is just this big full color, just like painted statue of the World Cup. But, it um, actually looks cooler than Hogwarts. That's how cool it looks. They need to get two oh, World Cup statues now. It's ins- it, yeah, it's insanely cool. And yeah, it's it's a similar thing because players go there quite young. Like um, there's photos of like Mbappe there, like when he's like 13 or whatever. Um, so, and it's quite, here, like, here's here's yeah. the things they youth development. I'm just opened the page at Clairefontaine incorporates many principles on football with their students, such as. Making players' movements faster and better, linking movements efficiently and wisely, using the weaker foot, weaknesses in the player game, psychological factors. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Sports personality tests. There's a lot of others, beat tests and stuff. But man, that's cool that they're doing, yeah, that they're doing personality tests and they're like linking their movements more efficiently and it's crazy. It's pretty hard on the players, though. They don't get to live with their families. Um, they have to live at the school. And from, like, eight years old, it's pretty brutal. Um, and get this. So the parents can come on Saturday and Sunday to watch their kids because they play their games on Saturday and Sunday. But get this. The um, Barcelona 
um, like their fan t- TV subscription service, and I want to subscribe to this. That sounded bad. They broadcast the games of the under nine team. Wow. How insane is that? And how much I want to subscribe just to see what this is like. And if the, I don't know if it's online or if it's you have to be in Spain via TV. Be but that's cool. insane, right? Yeah. It'd be cool to try tune in and try and pick the best player and be like, I'm going to follow this kid's career and see how it goes. Well, that's what people do. That's what people do. They're like following like 12, 13, 14 year olds up through the ranks. Mm. And um, yeah, Messi like wouldn't have had the TV playing when he was a kid, but still that's unbelievable. So anyway, we've, we've got off track. I, I've, I've tried I, to do it on Reddit by, um, I looked like, like years ahead and I've tried to be the first person to um, mention a player on Reddit yeah. like, who will hopefully eventually make the NBA. Yeah. And then people will like search to find who mentioned him first and it will be me in 2018 being like, I gotta, I'm just take, I, or explaining what I was doing really, just trying to be the first. Who would you pick? Oh, I think his name was just like Jalen Green maybe or something. <laughs> Good I think name. his name's Jalen Green. 100% based on names. Okay, so you can probably see where I'm going with this guy I've been thinking, right? I've been thinking, me, Guy, that's the cleverness of the name, why is this not done with um, professional basketball teams? It makes perfect sense. Imagine if, say, a forward-thinking team, uh, say Dallas Mavericks, just set up a school in Dallas where mm. they got kids out of the AAU system um, uh, to Dallas, and then they have like, I, I, maybe there's different laws in America, but you kind of have like first dibs on these players because you've developed them in your academy. Yeah. So, do you think like they would convince them? Would they play college? Um, I'm not sure, but maybe you develop a relationship with a college, like a local college that they play for. It, it makes sense to do some or sort of NCAA do, basketball. Do they go high year. school? Do they go high school? So they're like high school age and they're like in this high school academy like team, like the Mavericks development squad or whatever, yeah. youth team. And then do they graduate high school and go straight to one year playing for the G League team? Yeah, well, that would and make then, sense, especially if the G League rules change. And then what, do they just skip the draft and just sign with Dallas? Yeah, good point. Good point. The draft. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was just getting so excited about this. I was like, this is actually genius. And just talking it through out loud, as you've just pointed out, the massive flaw that the NBA players are decided by a draft. And there's a yes, because it would be funny if Dallas just invested all this time in this guy and they loved him, and then they're just like, and with the number one pick, the Cleveland yeah. Cavaliers take yeah. the Dallas Mavericks, dude. Oh god, if the Cavs get the number one pick again, I'm just going to be, and it, it's probably going to happen, right? Um, Oh, God. Okay, so got, no wonder they're tanking, eh? No wonder they're tanking. The um, guy's name okay, is so that explains Green, it. and he is looking good. But American basketball, if all the 30 NBA teams had academies, American basketball would become better because of it. Maybe, I guess I guess they're like, we're already number one in the world, why would we need to screw with this? But like, it's well known that like development basketball in America, while probably the best in the world still, is not as good as it could be. Like the AAU system's messed up. Yeah, guys like Carmelo go to these terrible like Jordan brand sponsored um, glamour schools, Oakville uh, Academy, stuff like that. That um, do you know one of, of the one of the, the glamour high schools is in Orlando, like just like a short drive, and it's called Mont Montverde Montverde Academy. Yeah, I've heard and of that. yeah, 
and and I was shocked. I only this year found out that it was near Orlando, and I was like, I kind of asked guys on Reddit if they ever go to the games because like. I was shocked none of them, they were like, ah, not, nah, I haven't, I never really thought to. And I was like, would you not have been keen to like see Ben Simmons play in high school? He yeah. went there, uh, Joel Embiid went there. Whoa, that might be wrong. I think he did. I can't remember. Um, who else? Oh, D'Angelo Russell went there. RJ Barrett, who's going to be like a top five pick this year. He was j- literally just there. Um, and I'm like, surely that would be cool. Why would you not just like drive 20 minutes and go j- and watch these games? But we, um, hello, we need to plan a trip um, to Orlando for Disney yes. World, an yes. Orlando Magic game, and Mount Verde Academy. Like, add that as another thing to do. I'm already. Pl- I've been planning a trip for a long time. And Sea World, um, check out the abused animals. No, we're not going to SeaWorld. And we'll go to SeaWorld as well. We'll, we'll not go on. to SeaWorld. It is a stain on the face of Orlando. And that was a good segue. Because it's that time, right about that time, for the stars to roll on out. Actually, before we finish that sentence, I just what like What do you to, mean, actually? Well, I'd just like to point out that Australia kind of does have that thing you were telling about. Like, they've got the... Bas- they've got the... Um, Youth, in- yeah. The Institute of Sports. So, like, all the NBA players out of Australia basically went to the same high school. Like most of them, right? They all go to the Canberra to that um, weird Institute of Sport. Oh, I didn't realize that was a, I, I, I guess it makes sense that they all, cause they go to the Institute of Sport. I knew that, but that, yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. It's like a high school. I've looked into it. Did, it's did, basically um, the idea. And Exum like, look and at Australia. Eagles They're like on the rise. Um, Exum, I'm pretty sure definitely did. Ingles, not sure. I think he. I think so. I'm pretty sure Paddy Mills did. I'm pretty sure Andrew Bogut did. The one I'm not sure about is Ben Simmons. Oh no, Ben Simmons would have left eventually, but he might have gone there for a while. I don't know. But um, look at look into it. It'll be interesting. Maybe next week you can comment on it further. But it's amazing New Zealand rugby doesn't have this. Any team, any play, any. Any place where the national team is really important, I just you know, we've found out that this might not work for NBA teams because of the draft. But um, for the All Blacks, for New Zealand rugby, it would be yeah perfect, and we could they could produce probably because tw- New Zealand rugby is a major problem at high school level with high schools, rich high schools, just recruiting all the poor players, which which I guess kind of works in the same way. But um, yeah, genius. Yeah. Okay, it's that time. Right about that time for the stars to. Roll on out. Be humble. Sit down. Be humble. I used to be jealous of Mary Buffalo. You're taking every game personal. I'm not Alfred. Sit down. Wow. That is pure magic. We're back, baby. Times went dark, and sure, today we lost by 25 to the Charlotte Hornets. But ignore that. We are back. Yeah. We Blew out the Toronto Raptors by 30 points. Did you watch it? I, I did not, but uh, it's pretty grim. Holy moly. Just absolutely blew them out. And that's why I think they've been knocked down to second place. It's just they've probably got a better record than the Bucks, but they're like, the league was just like, you lost by 30 to the Magic. You got to go down to second. And. Then, yesterday, did you see the magic result yesterday? No. 
We played. Mate, no one follows the magic except for you. That's why the segment exists, so you can let everyone know about this team. I don't think they're on Google. Like, I try and Google their scores all the time, and it just doesn't come up. Like they don't register as a team. Like if you Google Orlando Magic, what comes up is like magic shops in the Orlando region. That's not true. That's it is. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> it's, um, Google it. I challenge you to listen to Google it and find it. See what happens. Like Orlando Magic are not registered on Google. They are. They are. They have a website. I've been on it a lot. I'm and not denying that they have a website. I'm just saying it's not high in the Google rankings. It's near the top. It's one of the. It's on the first page of Google. That's for sure. Um, but yesterday, the Detroit Pistons. I was actually away, so I, I only I didn't see all the game. But it comes down to the the last play. Okay, firstly, we're up three. We've we've actually kind of been choking down the stretch. Like we should have really kind of cruised to this one, but. They run a play. It was a little dodgy. Like there was a screen that kind of knocked um, Jaron Grant over. Jaron Grant gets up to contest a Reggie Bullock three. He kind of gets pushed into by Jonathan Isaac. And there might be a little bit of contact. Foul called. So they were down three, the Detroit Pistons. Three three throws from a great shooter. He hits all three. 2.5 seconds left. This is so grim. 2.5 seconds left. The Magic, they call a timeout. Clifford draws up coach cliff draws up a great play they set some screens for um who should they go to speaking of google no no google is one of his nicknames but he's also no google is one of his nicknames i can't even guess who that would be no google uh his his name is evan fournier and it's just why is he no google um, supposedly he you, released a sex tape and that's what comes up first. <laughs> no, if you Google, Google, if you Google Fournier or even just maybe even, not even Fournier would probably be safe. But if you Google Fournier, it's like, I think it's some sort of, um, genital disease and it's like disgusting photos. Oh, that's so funny. So suppose I've never Googled it because I'm, I know his nickname. Um, <laughs> so don't Google it. But one of his other nicknames, More Champagne. Wait, is it? Yeah, More Champagne. What a bad nickname. Even French people, eh? Um, and he... Uh, is it More Champagne? Anyway. I just so- realized um, even Fournier is a 100 times more lovable player if you think of him as being like this French bastard with crazy hair who's like at the end of the Monty Python Holy Grail movie where he's like um, guarding the castle and he's like, you cannot come up here. I'm a French. But anyway, sorry. Back to you. I watched an ad the other day because he's actually got a great YouTube channel that you should check out. Don't know why I went he, back to you. I think I'm going to finish the story about what happens in this game. Fournier has a great YouTube channel called, and he does these series called Fournier for real or something. And um, he goes, he has one episode just dedicated to his hair because his hair meant so much to him and he, he is kind of balding a bit. So he... So check it out. But um, so, so they go to more Every champagne. podcast, you talk about Evan Fournier's hair and how it went bad when he yes. used some bad dye. It turned it to hay, like straw. <laughs> um, Stop talking about move but on. But anyway, they go to more champagne. You're like, he's got 2.5 seconds. He's got to turn and shoot. No. What does he do? And sure, there's been times where me and 
more champagne have had our differences. But instead, he just dribbles to the right. He takes a dribble. You're like, he's got to pull up now. No, he takes another dribble. He picks it up kind of running and he does like a 15-foot floater over Andre Drummond who tries to block it and he just nails it. Magic win at the buzzer, a walk-off game winner. He, he celebrates by walking down the court kind of angrily yelling while his teammates run on the court to hug him. Incredible game winner. Awesome. Um, magic win. Boy, was I pumped. Oh, that's I, really uh, I stood really up good. and did, um, you know when Jordan bet the Cleveland Cavs and he jumps and then in the background you see the Cavs guy collapsing in tears and Jordan lands and then he does those multiple um, like whacking his fists in the air? Yeah. I did that. But without the jump, I just stood there and just did those. It That's was, awesome, man. Yes. And what was I going to say about Oh, then in the post-match interview, Evan Fournier, they were like, you must be happy. And he was like, yes, but they messed up my hair, my hair. I was, he was like, I was looking pretty. I had my hair done looking pretty. And then they messed up my hair. What are you, what are you talking about? What? This is what he said in the post-match interview. Are you, are you joking? No, he loves his hair. No, no. So in the post grade after he hit the game winner, he got an interview for the first time in his life. No, and he, he gets decided a lot to talk of about his his terrible hair. They messed it up. I don't really know what he was talking about, but they messed it up. That's amazing because we were just talking about it, and then it's so weird that he'd bring it up. He loves it. He did a Who's whole... they? Who messed it up? The the dye company? Who is this? No, I think the Pistons. But yeah, maybe he was talking How about... How did the Pistons mess up his ear? Maybe he was talking about the people who turned it to haze. <laughs> this <laughs> is the weirdest story. Because his hair was messed up like years ago as well. Like, why is he no, choosing an after... He's such a high point of his hair. career to bring this up? He always loves his hair and he'll use any platform to talk about it. Wow. Magic win, and then today they got blown out, but again, we won't really... Nah, fi- finish, finish Magic Mayhem on a high. Are you ready for an email? Yeah. This is a Magic-based email. That's why I segue in beautifully into the email segment. Thanks to everyone who emails in, guyandpaul at gmail.com. Um, any email will be read out, no matter how horrific it is. We read out an ad for um, Hammocks uh, two podcasts ago. This is from Hugh Bloomfield, and he writes, Hey, guys, I do not give a stuff about the Magic but still love Magic Mayhem because of Paul's sad and long commitment to them. Respect, Paul. Would love to see them make the playoffs this year so they can't get Zion or RJ, etc., and ruin them. And then they can go back to coming nearly last again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great Ex- email, Hugh. Extreme. Wait, well, that wasn't Hugh Bannon, was it? It was a different email. No, Hugh Bloomfield. Okay, very Mate, rude. all our emails aren't just from people we know. Well, they, uh, to be honest, the percent, like percentage-wise, they usually are. No, we had but, one from Michael Houston. Thanks to Michael. Guy um, and Paul at gmail.com if you want to email in. Um, okay. Firstly, I loved that he said he doesn't give a stuff. That was a little pun, a little nod to our mascot. Stuff the mascot the Magic for the Magic is called Stuff, yeah. Yes. Back-to-back-to-back mascot of the year winner. So put some respect on that name. And There's no way he's the back-to-back-to-back mascot of the year is. winner. That doesn't make any sense at all. Why? Surely, award as token as mascot of the, in the year of the year, you would share that around. So I'm googling it right now. I know you have a no Google, but this seems like we've got to do it. Letting yeah, okay, um, uh, yeah, and uh, oh, Hugh okay. finishes. Uh, yeah, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. He did back to back, sixteen and seventeen. 
last who year. Who won Mascot of the Year? Okay, so who won Mascot of the Year last year? 2018 was Jazz Bear from the Utah Jazz. Yeah, deserves it. Um, if you want to see a funny video, by the way, watch, is it the Jazz Bear who, like, the guy, like, inside the costume, like, passes out. It might be, it's either Jazz or Denver Nuggets. It might be the Denver Nuggets Rocky guy. Great mascot, and it's kind of sad when you think about it. But he passes out from the, he's getting lowered down from the ceiling, which is very high. <laughs> and I, I, I would do this as well. I don't like heights either. I would, I'd, I'd be in the boat with this guy. He passes out. So they just lay, they just lower the limp the body. body of Rocky, the mascot of the Denver Nuggets, down to center core where he just like collapses <laughs> on the ground. Um, this guy Hugh does have a point though he says um, here's a question I just took it away so I could read his good burns on the magic um, <laughs> he says um, he would like to hear Paul's thoughts on Vucevic being an all-star in the all-star discussion Is he, uh, I, I'm sorry I read these emails very delayed so if they are timely I don't know if Vucevic still is in the all-star discussion oh, he probably is. not I voted for him twice today oh yeah and but I, yeah, I he's actually, in your discussion no I meant, um, to, I meant to finish that um, magic mayhem by saying get out there and and sure me and Vucevic we have our differences all the time but here's the facts he's been with the magic okay when in our darkest hour when we lost the the, the Dwight man when Dwight Howard left and I remember when he came and he was just such a beacon of hope like in his first few games when he was getting like 20 something rebounds it was crazy and I remember thinking I'd rather have Nick Vucevic a guy who wants to be here and a guy who will proudly wear the Orlando Magic uniform. And, you know, sure, we have our differences, but at the end of the day, you know, he's like family to me. And Okay, so the in short, the answer is don't vote him for All-Star. No, in short, the answer is vote for him. And you can vote multiple times. You can vote, go to the website and fill it in. Then you can just vote on Google, like it just comes up, and you can do that again. It, it doesn't notice that you're voting multiple times. And then I think you can vote on Twitter and Facebook. You can vote, vote heaps Shut of ways. Shut up. Okay, next email. Hayden writes, Hey, what up, boys? Saw you two at the Breakers game versus Adelaide. Shout out to the New Zealand Breakers. Closest thing to NBA we have in New Zealand. Actually, good time. If you're listening to this podcast and you don't go to the Breakers games, go along. It's a good time. Saw you two at the Breakers versus Adelaide game the other day and got a picture with Paul. He seems like a cool dude. Do you remember this? Yeah. I think so. Was it I just can't a, it think of a, a situation was it where quite a, dude, a while ago, though? A dude would want a photo. Yeah, it was quite a while ago. As, as I said, I read these emails very delayed because I'm poorly organized. Right. I do. I remember it. And I can't you, believe a guy would get a photo with you and not me. You weren't there with me. I went for oh, a that, walk at That explains time, it. I must I have been dead. No, I or went like, for, I must have been passed out. No, I went for a walk, and then I was, like, uh, walking out through the, like, concourse. Is that what you call it? The concourse. I was, like, going to go to the bathroom, but I was also going to look at the merch. And then as I was walking around the front, uh, some guys stopped me. One of them asked for a photo, and then I was like, oh, my brother's um, just through there if you if you want to get a photo. And they were like, no, actually, um, we're more of a fan of you. What? Are you making this up? Who's to say? <laughs> it does happen from time to time. You get music fans. I'd say you are a lot cooler than me. Like, getting a photo with me is not cool. Yeah, because I'm a photo with you. I'm more underground. You're the indie one. Yeah. Um. Uh, okay, so he writes, Paul seems like a cool dude, even though those magic are trash. 
What? He wrote. He, he does an emoji of a like a, a nervous face emoji. Yeah, but he, and you say so you he, should because I remember what you look like, and if I see you again and you ask for a photo, I'm gonna knock your camera out of your hands, boy. <laughs> That's a bit two faced that he would get a photo with you and then slam the magic, the one thing you care about in this world. Um, he I writes, apologize but anyway, for threatening to break your phone, though. Nah, if him. But anyway, <laughs> I was just. Well, I'm gonna break your phone for just being that disrespectful to the magic. But I, anyway, I was just wondering if you could say your top 10 players all time on the pod. Sincerely, Hayden. Um, now, do, Should we do a combined top 10? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I forgot to prep this at all. It's not something I've ever thought about. I don't really like comparing players from eras. It's just too hard. Like You're like, how, how good was Bill Russell? Oh, is it goodness or favorites? 25 champion. No, no, like we're doing top 10 players yeah. all time on the pod. Oh, yeah, you can read it two ways, and obviously our favorite players, we put Ginobili and other weird white guys because we're white supremacists what? in there. No, speak for yourself. Well, I just realized that a lot of my favorite players possibly are white. It's just a bad look. Yeah, well, speak for yourself. That's oh, Ginobili's the only white player I really like. I'm just trying to think of who else I like. Jason yeah, Williams. who else do you like? J.J. Riddick. No, no, like J- no get don't, a grip. don't talk about that again. I hate J.J. Riddick. Well, before you were singing Ryan Anderson's praises, mate. No, get, no, 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 get no, a grip. I'm just saying... I was just saying he was a handy piece for at least the regular season that the Rockets lost. Um, favorite players all time. I'm just trying to think of who else is on there. So we're going to do our top 10. Number 10, you go first and I'll do... No, you no, do... no I, we're not doing likable. I reckon we do top 10 like in terms of talent. Okay. What do you reckon, oh, what do you reckon we do? Just likable. I was just going to go top 10 countdown. Whatever we... <laughs> you doing, <laughs> you doing <laughs> even numbers, me doing odd. Yeah, but like... like um, like, <laughs> but we, we can't just do a top 10 countdown. It's got to be like, we've got to have like some sort of rule or like top 10 what? Is it top 10 players we like or top 10 players like in terms of who we think are the greatest of all time? I was just going to do favorite, to be honest. Favorite players. Okay. So uh, it's interesting we go top 10 from, um, sk- this is going to be such a shambles list. So we go just based on players we like. Yeah, I don't know. Eh? Well, here's the problem. I don't know anything about like old school NBA players. I don't know how good they were. Like, yeah, you're right. Hey, good honesty because no one does. Um, these so, two players we so like. guys are always and- like, man, Kareem. I'm like, I don't know anything about Kareem. Yeah, I was born in the '90s. I watched some VHSs of him, and he seemed if he barely missed a shot in those. Um, yeah. Okay, so here's how we're gonna do it. We're gonna do top ten favorite players of all time. No preparation. We've honestly done no preparation. And no thinking goes into it. Starting at ten, and our number one will be our favorite player of all time. So we're doing favorites. Well, that's what you wanted to do, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. We can do we can do greatest players of all time next week. Um, Okay, I'll write that down. Uh, So this week, our favorite players of all time. Number ten favorite players of all time. Shivers, this is hard. I am going to say, um, Anna Free, Penny Hardaway. Great choice. Number 10. Magic legend. I loved him in the 90s, yep. Number nine, Deshaun Stevenson. What? what? I can't even remember anything about him besides he got like um, a, a money note tattooed on his throat. Yeah. Um, and didn't he like the the note was like drawn wrong as well. Anyway, Deshaun Stevenson, I can't argue with it. Number, number eight is that. Put him in number eight. He... So he 
man. Sorry, number nine. He was just a hell of a competitor. He had um, beef with LeBron, and then when he um, he won the finals um, with the Mavericks, they bit the Heat, and he um, he wore a shirt like mocking LeBron at the parade. Hmm. Legend. Number. Um, <laughs> Uh, Jay Z even released a, a diss song like dissing Deshaun Stevenson. Jay Z did. Yeah, man, look into it. That's so funny, Jay Z. Don't sing to Deshaun Stevenson's level. Anyway. No, man, that's the that shows the greatness of Deshaun Stevenson. <laughs> Continue. Um, number eight. Um, I'm going to say Vince Carter. I know a lot of rap fan, Raptors fans still hate him. I didn't really appreciate Vince Carter at the time, besides loving his dunks. Um, but thinking about him now in retrospect, I'm like, man, those were good years. Every week on SportsCenter, he would just pull out the most amazing dunk on the Sunday top 10 plays. It was Monday night in New Zealand. Oh, my God. Like, he just, like, every week he just blew our minds. He's still, I think, the greatest dunker of all time. Vince Carter in those Raptors purple Vince and Sanity. black uniforms. So good. At number seven, controversially, Corey Brewer. Okay, you're gonna get fired. For this. No, no, I, we, forgot. I get. <laughs> I forgot he played. Is he still in? The, oh, Corey Brewer. Corey Mother Effin Brewer. <laughs> Remember, who could forget when he dropped fifty-one <laughs> points I against forgot. the Houston Mavericks? Well, the Houston Rockets. That was crazy. Um. I haven't heard a lot about what he's up to these days. I think he's an OKC, but one of the one of the most underrated in-game dunkers, man. If you don't know Corey Brewer, there's only one video you need to watch that'll tell you everything. Search Corey Brewer on Derek Fisher. Um, just watch that, and then maybe watch the highlights of his 51 point game. His 50.1 point game is amazing as well because it's just yeah. mainly um, him just sprinting down the court and um, getting layups, <laughs> just getting it, oh, and just yeah, burning yeah, down ways. the court and doing layups. Yeah, it's incredible. For I, can't believe, I can't believe you had Corey Brewer to the list. Corey um, Brewer is w- my guy, back to back champions with the Florida Gators. Okay, we're going to get faster. Um, number six on the list of players we uh, top ten favorite players we love. I'm going to say I'm really struggling to remember like players I love, and I'll kick myself afterwards. But I'm just going to say Pajer Stojakovic. Um, I wanted to get an early 2000s Kings player on there out of respect. I'm not going to put Chris Webber on there. I'm not going to put Vladi Divac on there. Maybe Jason Williams, but when they were at their best, I don't think he was. I think he got traded away. Um, so I'm going to say Pajer Stojakovic. Um, he was during the the boom time of European players in the league and um, just a great three-point shooter. He was Steph Curry before Steph Curry. Not as good as Steph Curry, but like one of my favorite shooters of all time. Shout out to Peja, an inspiration to white guys who aren't that athletic and a bit hairy everywhere. Cool. Five. Um, okay, for number five, I'm going to continue. I'm going to jump on, piggyback what you just did in terms of a white European guy. But yeah. I'm also going to tie this in with my first two um, people I've put in God, by sticking with the 2011 NBA champion Dallas Mavericks, and I'm going to go with Dirk Nowitzki. Okay, thank you for choosing an, a proper choice. Okay, I only just realized all three of those guys played for that team. That's the coolest team ever. The Dallas well, Mavericks. Was it Peja barely played? And um, oh, Peja played Stevenson. as well. What the hell, Luke? That's crazy. 
I didn't even think about Page. Was he? He was on that team, right? Was did Vince Carter win a championship with the? I don't no, think Vince Carter. Was, no, no, no. Vince Carter wasn't there, but all um, Corey Brewer was, and did he win a championship? Desha- yes, Deshaun Stevenson was as well. Man, Corey Brewer's a winner. Put some respect on that name. Was Penny Hardaway on that team? He was probably involved. He was like coaching staff. Or I think he was. <laughs> Page to play. Okay, shout out to Dirk and shout out to Paul for making a choice that wasn't batshit crazy. It's but hard to tell if you're a real person or not. That was such a cool team, man. That's an underrated team. They had the Matrix as well and Jet, Jason Jet Terry. Yeah. What a team. Okay, um, continue. Number four players of all time. Oh, I want to pick like a post player. And I, I, my, my, someone who's just like nice in the post, like I still remember that fondly. It's probably time now to say Kareem or something like that. Just someone who has good post highlights. Um, oh, I'm going to say, I'm going to, oh, shivers. We can't go three white guys in a row. So I'm going to say, um, I was going to say possibly Larry Bird. Um, so I'm going to say um, uh, Hakeem Olajuwon. Okay, cool. Shit, I actually wait. Well, actually, scratch that, scratch that. Because I just realised how how few picks I have left, and I don't want to use up um, too many goodies. Wait, is so this num- say, what number is this four? N- number four, yeah. Okay. I'm going to say, and this is a Paul Williams style crazy pick, and there's no crazier than what I'm about to pick. Um, Ron Artest. Oh, like, great! The choice. ultimate meme player. Um, wanted to play. War number seventy-one with the Lakers for the number of weeks that Thriller was in the chart. Um, when asked who the greatest player he ever played against, said it wasn't LeBron or um, Kobe. He said it was um, a guy he played with back in the in the hood um, who never made it to the NBA. Um, the toughest player he ever played against was a guy who stabbed a guy and murdered a guy in the court. Um, he he at one point fought the fans, the malice in the palace. Like he literally got into the stands with some fans who were giving him a hard time and punched them in the face. And while I do not condone Legend. that. Um, I will say that he is one of the most entertaining yes. NBA players Please of all time by a by mile. His proper name though, Metal World Peace. When he, yeah, oh, so, oh, sorry, Ron Artest slash Metal World Peace. Yeah, I forgot he changed his name to Metal World Peace. The artist formerly known as Ron Artest. <laughs> yeah, okay, and number Panda's three. Friend. Coming in at number three, he's just come back and he he's still putting up numbers. This is jo- such a fun thing to Joe do. Joakim Noah. No, you can't put him on the list, man. It's he can't be number three. <laughs> He's three. No, I'm gonna. Can I just 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 pause the list for a minute, mate? You've got you've you, you've literally got two choices left, and you want to use one of those two. Think of all the great players out there. Okay, 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 okay. I'll retract it. I'll retract it. You haven't you haven't picked a magic player yet. Coming in at number three, Sean Kemp. <laughs> yeah, he okay, was yeah, high the rain man. On cocaine, most of the time he played, probably. No. <laughs> I think He's most got 25 games. kids. He was the high on sneakers, cocaine. Best signature sneakers and possibly ever. some of the best in-game dunks. When he dunks, knocks that guy over and then does that pointing celebration in his face, that's one of the coolest plays ever. Yeah. Uh, okay, number two. I'm, I want to put Larry Bird on the list. Uh, I guess he gets an honorable mention because I doubt you're going to pick him for number one. But I've got to say him in case he doesn't make it and I can't leave the number one pick to you. Definitely my favorite player as a kid growing up for all the amazing memories. And I, there's a bit of white supremacy in this. 
Um, and I feel bad about that, but I, I loved him growing up and he gave all guys like me hope, even though he was incredibly athletic. Um, Manu Ginobili, um, so many great memories, such a lovable guy. He was bald for most of his career, which is so lovable. Um, even Fournier needs to evolve into this kind of player. Did it at both ends. Part of some of the greatest Spurs teams uh, I think, ever. I think Ginobili was a huge influence to Evan Fournier. In terms of losing his hair? No, just in terms of everything. Um, and uh, Peel remember that block he got um, against Harden and the Rockets. Peel remember like that one last time, turning back the clock. All the big threes he made on his... You can't even remember all the big shots he's hit because he's hit so many of them. Um, I used to go, Jit, no, play, Jit, every time he did it. But the most memorable moment for me was when he was old and they beat the Heat in the finals and in the game six where they're clinching it. I can't remember the game, actually. I don't know why I bothered to add that detail. He um, drove the lane. When it was six points, they were still not quite clinched it. He drove the lane and just dunked on Chris Bosh. He was like 45 years old. He had no hair left. And in the NBA Finals, pulled off, I think, one of the best dunks I've ever seen. And he was, yeah, as I said, elderly at the time. Uh, yeah, Ginobili, Argentine, Argentine legend. Okay. Time for number one. And I, number I, one. I realize that if this up, is this why you made me go first at 10, knowing yeah. you worked it out that you were getting number one pick? Yeah, yeah. I got nervous. Let's go through the list so far because it is it is bad just to build up to it. Um, Penny Hardaway, number 10. Deshaun, Deshaun Stevenson, Stevenson, number that's 9. That's insane, number 9. Vince Carter, number 8. Corey Brewer. Corey Brewer, number 7. Peja Stoyakovich, Dirk Nowitzki, Ron Artest slash Metal World Peace, Sean Kemp, bit of a weird one. Um, Manu, I'd say all of yours have been quite weird. Um, number two, Manu Ginobili. I'm, I'm kind of annoyed. My most annoyed person I am, I'm not even annoyed at um, Deshaun Stevenson because I got good laughs out of it, and Corey Brewer. My, um, the one I'm most annoyed at probably is Dirk because I never was a huge – were you actually that big a Dirk fan? Nah, I was mainly just sticking to a theme. <laughs> okay, nah, well, but he's, I he's, you very, he's very lovable now, don't you think? He's insanely lovable. No, he is quite lovable, and it's cool that he got a championship and stuff. I just, I've just never been a huge – Dirk, uh, guys who just are pure. I think he's pure, like tall and shooting. Um, anyway, sorry, uh, not. Uh, I like finesse skill players. Anyway, um, let's go number one. And sorry, it's disrespectful to Dirk to say that, but that's basically what he does. Um, this is the number one pick. It falls on Paul's shoulders. He's the guy's picked Corey Brewer, Deshaun Stevenson, Dirk Nowitzki. Let's hear what he comes out with. And it might not be a popular choice. It almost certainly won't be. But I hope it will. He's Guy a two-time NBA All-Star. Two-time. He's a one-time All-First Team. He's a one-time Defensive Player of the Year. Two-time Defensive First Team. Uh, he's won the J. Walter Kennedy Citizenship Award in 2015. <laughs> he's a two-time NCAA champion and what? the MVP of the Final Four. Joakim Noah. No, 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 no. You were right. He was. He wasn't third. He was. <laughs> he was promoted to. For, to no, first. I no. Honestly, Paul, you've wrecked the list. He has citizenship in three countries: <laughs> no the States, France, and Sweden. No. Sweden. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I, I just honestly, Paul, reconsider. So you're saying your favorite player of all time is oh, Joakim Noah. 
Yeah, no, nah, that's you, when you put it like that. <laughs> He's up there. No, well, I guess you've done it. I mean, we can we can re we can re we can re look at the list next week, but um, we've got to end this podcast, and I've got to go buy some cheap Vietnam suits. So I think you should feel embarrassed with what you've done, Paul. We could come back next week and see if it's changed at all. <laughs> well, like I have, hope for your why sake don't we that have, it has. Okay, why don't we have a real good think and why don't we make our own top tens and then come back next week? I reckon this is more fun. I reckon we next time we next week we pick the greatest players of all time. Um, okay, my, but that's my all five f- are going to look very similar. Well, <laughs> Joe we'll Keane, we'll, Simon Noah. Who knew his real we'll, name was Simon? We'll pick them. We'll pick them uh, next week. Thank you so much to everyone who's listened to the podcast. We love you from the bottom of our hearts. Um, rate us on iTunes. Oh, actually, that's not. That, I don't give a shit about that. Recommend us to your friends. Do you know any friends? I think that's a good one to start on. Um, Advance our yeah, so podcast. I'm, Check it I'm out. Really, I'm really keen to get a sponsor. So anyone like if you've got a hammock business like that, we've already got the hammocks. Things. Hammocks. We're promoting them hard. Um, GuyandPaul at gmail.com for any correspondence. We will read it out on the podcast, guaranteed. Um, thanks for listening. I've been Guy Williams. I don't, I don't do that anymore. Paul doesn't do that anymore. Thank you very much and good night. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.